You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters, and we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast is brought to you by Barocco Yarn. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. And I'm Molly from Wild Olive. Today we're continuing the Halloween fun as we discuss our favorite handmade costumes made as very serious crafters. But before we get into that, we all want to hear the latest. So, ladies, what's good? <laughs> so, so I've had a ridiculous week, and the highlight, like the one shining saving grace of of this week that was otherwise sort of an epic disaster. Um, As we laugh at that. Is that, I mean, (laughs) yep. (laughs) So ridiculous, it's funny, for sure. Um, I discovered 22 karat gold embroidery needles. And then I purchased some. So I am feeling so very, very fancy right now. <laughs> and um, I, I should qualify that they are 22 karat gold plated. So obviously 22 karat gold would be a little bit soft for for embroidery. But these needles serve a purpose. I'm allergic to a million and 37 things. <laughs> and so... They are a thing that I am unlikely to be allergic to, but also they just look very fancy (laughs) and they make me feel as though I am definitely, definitely living my best life while I'm working really hard to meet this deadline. (laughs) And I just keep looking down at my work and being like, ooh, (laughs) like very impressed with myself. I, I feel like it's a thing that a very serious crafter should have, and now I'm missing out. I mean, they were like $2.99 at Michael's, so mm. you, you could definitely live this life with me. I, there's, I think it's going to happen. You can also get um, gold-plated knitting needles um, from... Well... Yeah. I'm not a big jewelry person at all, unless it serves a practical purpose. Like, identifying my status as a married woman, I guess. That's the one jewelry I wear all the time. Um, or, like, my watch. Um, so for Christmas one year, uh, my husband got me Addie's, um, they're fixed circular knitting needles, but the tips are gold-plated. And I almost never Mm. get to use them, because they only come in, you know, you only get one size at a time. Um, right. Yeah. But the thing that's weird about them, because you touch both of the tips together because you're knitting, the texture right. of the gold plated on gold plated. Oh, it's slippy. It's really different than mm-hmm. other needles. Really different. Oh, yeah. And it's almost like a little bit grittier. And I don't totally love oh. the like, like it's like a tactile thing that's different yeah. that like almost triggers like a nail on a chalkboard response. Ooh, not that's... that they're not beautiful. Right, but that's interesting because it's the yeah. exact opposite with the with the gold. They slip through Ada cloth like butter. <laughs> like it is like you wouldn't necessarily think that like the the normal normal like DMC tapestry needles, mm-hmm. um, or I guess I'm I usually use Dritz tapestry needles. 
like they're perfectly smooth they're nicely made but it's a discernible difference like with like just less friction yeah with hmm. the um, with the gold plated which I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. um, it's almost like squeaky smooth yeah it's it's interesting like the loops of my knitting I really love. I really love the loops on the needle, but when those tip t- tips touch, every once in a while, I'm like, ay, ay, <laughs> whatever that noise means. Well, I haven't had, like, tiny mini needle sword fights, so <laughs> so I guess I haven't experienced that particular... You mean you're not sitting but- there, like, embroidering with both hands in parallel? <laughs> but see, now we know what Haley's going to be doing this afternoon. <laughs> I mean, if you can, like, you know, drummers are perfectly capable of doing two different beats with different hands. It would be really interesting to work side to side and cross stitch and meet in the middle with two hands. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now we also know what Haley's doing this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the way I cross stitch, that wouldn't really work because I so, I don't, um, I don't stab, I sew through two holes at the same time, so I need to be holding the fabric firm because I don't necessarily use an embroidery hoop. Um, Well, you can't with that method. Mm -hmm. But, hmm, I I have a stand embroidery hoop, so you could, in theory, do that. To me, the only problem... And I love that we're having a very serious discussion about this, but uh, the only problem that this I'm... This is a deeper dive than I intended. Um, that, like, with cross-stitch or with embroidery, you really need to see, like, where you're headed. It's not all muscle memory. So now yeah. you also have to train your eyes to look in two separate directions at the same time and, like, be able to take that in accurately. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, since there are holes you could do by feel... Um, since it's eight o'clock, not yeah. like a linen even weave or something. So it's maybe a little bit easier. It's also not a huge area. So it's not like looking back and forth yeah. or or doing I, something exciting with your eyes that I'm not entirely sure is possible. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Oh, boy. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. That was a rabbit hole. It was. It was a good one. <laughs> How about uh, it was a good one. How about how about you, Molly? What's going on? I have been doing a bit more crochet lately, which is still fairly new and different for me to do a lot of crochet. It's usually in small doses, but I've been working on a baby blanket for uh, a blog post. And so what has made that new and different for me is I'm getting used to like holding the work and working and not doing the whole RSI thing and I'm failing Mm -hmm. at it. So Uh I've been sleeping with a wrist brace on, which I always know it's usually, and I've had it happen when I'm doing tons of embroidery as well, but it's the perfect storm of repetitive motion and the stress that comes along with needing to do that repetitive motion on like nonstop. And so I've been, Oh yeah. I've been doing that. But the thing that has been interesting to me that I've noticed is that I feel the same um, wrist pain. It's always, by the way, my left wrist because of how I hold things. I have this mm-hmm. terrible, mm-hmm. like, claw grip thing that I do when I hold <laughs> things. But 
Um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, um, if you watched... Familiar. Yeah, if you watched Friends and there was this episode where Phoebe was trying to teach Joey how to play the guitar and she's always showing him, like, how to hold the chords and she calls this one the old lady and that's what I do. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... What I've noticed is I do this. I get the same wrist pain now with some way that I hold my phone when I'm like on it for too long, which has been interesting because it means that I'm noticing now you're holding your phone too much. Put it down. So I guess that's been helpful. Sort of. (laughs) Yeah. Have you tried hand ease compression gloves? Because I swear by those for repetitive work because they also compress around the wrist yeah i got a pair of compression gloves and they were not the right size and i've never gone back to like find Uh. like really follow through and get the right one but i need to because we could do a whole episode talking about like taking care of yourself while you are crafting and i'm bad yeah and we should and i yeah i was about to say i i think this is an entire podcast topic because i have had um carpal tunnel cubital tunnel tendonitis um and a couple others bet you never even heard of cubital tunnel that's when it's in your I elbow Ooh, yeah i actually have because i at least my right side yeah. does those things yeah and it's like lots of tendonitis yeah like just if you the cubital tunnel basically is um your funny bone nerve <laughs> Mm. Um, and the way that they diagnose it is if you were, when you were a kid, if you ever like made two okay signs with your hands and turn them upside down to put your hands on your eyes. And if your pinkies and ring fingers fall asleep, that's a sign. Like that's one of the signals that those nerves are jacked up. But I have been to physical therapy. (laughs) That's the best way to diagnose something. (laughs) I'm still trying. And I can't. So first, Haley is delirious. <laughs> well, I think my shoulders are just tight from doing so yeah, much. Yeah, don't, don't. This is not the day to hurt yourself, girlfriend. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to make the mask face. <laughs> you literally have glasses on. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So golden craft supplies aside. <laughs> What's something more fun that we could talk about today, Haley? Well, I think we should talk about dressing up for Halloween as a grown-up because you are never too old to dress up for Halloween, Mm -hmm. which, as Molly reminded us right before we were ready to record, (laughs) we should be clear that we're talking about dressing up as, like... When when you are a grown-up and you are dressing up for Halloween, we are not talking about adult Halloween costumes, which, Molly, Yes, that's a whole different category. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very different I mean, thing. I guess for some people it isn't. It is all the same category, but we're we're discussing <laughs> the... Oh, that's true. I live in New York City. Yeah. I it, mean... It rather is the same category. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're probably more in, like, the, the PG... Uh, or even G uh, rated costumes. Well, and um, I think as I, I mean, most of mine, yeah. And you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, as I always say, <laughs> as I always say, if you want it to be a sexy costume, just wear it without pants. Whatever it is, just remove the pants. <laughs> Done. Done and dusted. I. I, <laughs> I, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> 
I mean, noted. I'm uh, just. You could just add that. I'm to just the thinking list, that. Uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know that that always works. I but, think we broke I mean, Molly. <laughs> I. <laughs> I. Yeah. Okay, okay I'm well, out. Le- let's apply it. I, I've got a, a few costumes to tell you about that that I've made. Let's see if it applies. Yes. Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> we, so, we've just gone down a different path now, so let's just be careful, all right, friends? <laughs> treading carefully, treading carefully. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all right. Here we go. I'll keep my pants on. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> my, this costume doesn't have pants, oh, is no. the problem. <laughs> So there you go. Okay. So my absolute all-time favorite Halloween costume that I have made for myself as an adult is a TARDIS dress. And I made this basically, like, I, I took a regular dress pattern and then did felt applique with the whole police box across the top and... Um, and the windows, and it was TARDIS blue, and it was a relatively easy make, but also it it's a cute dress, so it just, it looks cool, and you could wear it in regular life if you wanted to, um, but it, I have gotten so much mileage out of this, because it's appropriate for going to a Halloween party, and that's what it was made for. My my husband dressed up as Tintin and carried Snowy, um, and I dressed Cute. up as the TARDIS, so we did not match that year, but, you know, still fun. But it that is, it's by far my favorite costume, and I still wear it, mm-hmm. and sometimes do geeky Doctor Who-related events, or sometimes just because I like it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's my favorite of the things that I've made. Well, I love that dress of yours. And in fact, I was, I don't know, I was in a conversation with someone just a few days ago and mentioned that TARDIS dress to them. I was like, <laughs> ah, I know someone who made a TARDIS dress and they were very impressed by that. I can't, I can't remember for the life of me how that came up, but That's funny. it did. Uh, but what I love is that it really, like, to me, I look at that and I see that that's a really impressive make. And yet you're going, well, it actually was pretty simple to transform something into that. And so I love mm-hmm. that part of it. The only the only regret that I have, and if I ever make it again, which I might because there's some fit adjusting that I would like to do, I was going to originally put an invisible zipper down the front and then have it unzip and open to the inside of the TARDIS um, and have it be bigger on the inside, <laughs> which is oh, fancy. a Doctor Who joke. If um, <laughs> if people who are listening are not uh, confirmed Whovians like I happen to be, but <laughs> I ran out of time on probably literally Halloween day uh-huh. and didn't hmm. end up doing that, but there exist plans in the original notebook that I was planning out this make for doing a convertible zip open dress which would look really cool and I'm sure it's been done because it's a really obvious thing to do but I I have (laughs) not yet 
done it, but I'm fairly certain I will remake this costume because I love it and I don't want to do anything different. <laughs> well, I have two questions. Yes. One, have you done a tutorial on this or at least like a photo post about it that people can see? Uh, there's a photo post about it just like, like fashion-y. Yeah photo post and not even good photos honestly but um (laughs) so it it exists and it also like I wore it to Maker Fair okay um when I was writing for Craft Magazine and Make Magazine and so it's it has existed in the world there are some there are some good pictures of it but it's not really the kind of thing that I could do a tutorial Mm -hmm. on because it's just it's just placing f- mostly felt squares and cutting out letters. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really straightforward make. It's just kind of fiddly. Okay. Um, and you'll you have a link to in the show notes for that for people to see, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will definitely share a photo. Yeah. And then the other point was just if you never finished the inside of the costume and put that front zipper in, it could easily be a non PG adult Halloween costume. It's true. <laughs> Sorry, Molly. <laughs> Molly's face. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Heidi. It, it's true. I mean, and, and it's a dress, so it doesn't have pants. But I'm also not the kind of person who, like, I always wear tights, no matter what. Yeah. Um, because I like. Well, I mean, usually it's bright red tights. I wear bright red tights. In the same way that I wear a bright red barrette every day, regardless of what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's a non-issue largely for me. <laughs> but I did jump on a giant trampoline at Maker Fair once, or it wasn't trampoline; it was like giant airbag thing. Yeah, um, wearing that dress, so I'm quite sure for at least a moment it was an adult. <laughs> Or like but. a little kid like at church in a dress and they're like crawling around and they're like diaper butt is sticking out. It was oh, exactly yeah. that really. Since I was jumping on on a giant bag like a child. Yeah. So it it was like a bouncy castle yeah. situation. Well but, nice. uh, Yeah, so so that is my favorite. Heidi, what's your favorite costume you've made? I mean, I've done a few costumes on um, Hands Occupied on the blog. Um, one of, it, Actually, one of my very first blog posts, um, it's horribly photographed. And this is, it's from fall, t- <laughs> it's from fall of 2010 when I started my blog. And I was like 23. <laughs> um, it, I called it the bad Halloween, ca- bad Halloween candy costume. That's a mouthful. Um... <laughs> And I had of candy. Yeah. I had a um <laughs> like mesh, like delicate laundry dryer thing that I had had in college. It's like a circle of mesh that oh, that like folds down about. into a tiny circle, but when it opens up it's a big circle and then it has like a seat belt yes. and it's basically shaped like a Pringle so that you can like yeah, dry yeah. your bras yeah. in your dorm or whatever. Um and so I still had that, but I didn't... Because we all hand-washed our bras in college. Well, I did it on Delicate Cycle, but I didn't put them in the dryer, so my mom would be proud. <laughs> same. Same. And only because I thought my mom would somehow know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure my mom bought me this thing, BTW. Um, oh, yeah. I digress, though, as always. Um, <laughs> 
But so I took that and um, I used the seat belting mechanism so that I could wear this mesh thing parallel to my torso and clipped around my back. But I covered it it I covered it in a orange, like cheap plastic tablecloth and like twist tied the end so it looked like one of those gross like wax paper wrapped peanut Ugh. butter candies. Uh-huh. I hate those. But it took like five seconds and I, I was nobody like, likes those. No. <laughs> but why does anyone ever buy them? I don't understand. They're cheap. Are they just so cheap that you can buy them in absurd bulk? I think so. Yeah. Plus, because Halloween they... candy isn't very expensive. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that those to me, like they look like Halloween. Yeah. Because they're orange and black. Uh, yeah. But that's the only reason why you would get them. No, my grandma always yep. had them. Like at the at the very Halloween party that we talked about. <laughs> In the last episode, that was what, it, and oh, every year I would try one, and every year I'd be like, "Ugh, peanut butter flavored wax, what is this?" Yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, I wore I wore all black, strapped that on, and I was like, "Ooh, this is a really good blog post." I've been blogging for three weeks, <laughs> and I wore uh, I wore a knit hat that looked like a candy corn. I thought it was clever. The photos were terrible. The end. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was clever and the photos were terrible is kind of the story yep. of, like, both early blog posts and anything Halloween-related, period. Yep. Also, yeah. that costume literally yeah. does not need a tutorial. I just explained how to make it in three minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But see, now we're including tutorials in the podcast. It's perfect. Uh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Haley explained and, how to make a yeah. dress. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, how to <laughs> embellish a dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. yeah. You could do it on a t-shirt, too. Mm-hmm. No, that's not going to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, fine, but... How about you, Molly? What's your What's your favorite DIY costume for a grown-up? Oh, wait, I just um, saw... Molly, we have the same costume on our list. I know, we do. That's funny. So, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get that. into that. I just noticed. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite? Uh, so my, I think my favorite Halloween costume that I made, which I think all of the Halloween costumes that I have made are m- possibly less involved than your bad candy costume. <laughs> uh, <maybe>. <clears throat> but I usually because I get down to Halloween and I'm like, uh oh, I need a costume. I should probably think about this, and so I look for something that I can do easily. Plus, I'm, I can't think of the last time I went to a Halloween party, so it's usually I'm taking little people trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Not my own little people, but my younger siblings, who now are too old for that anyway. So, which, <laughs> by the way, they have determined they're too old for it. I would still love to go tag along trick-or-treating with them <laughs> because candy. Yeah. But anyway, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Now I just buy my own Halloween candy and I eat it for myself. <laughs> anyway. I mean, there are good so, sales after. Yeah. It's true. It's true. But yeah, my I think my favorite was the year that I went as a lumberjack mm-hmm. because it just meant I had, I, I wore jeans, a plaid shirt, and I made a felt beard for myself. <laughs> yeah, I wore a little stocking cap. And the reason that that was my favorite was, first of all, it was actually kind of fun to make and wear a felt beard. Like there was just something about that that was amusing to me. But also when you go trick-or-treating in the Midwest, it kept my face so warm. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you Tell me you have was, photos because that sounds really adorable. 
There absolutely are photos. Okay. I will share photo uh, a link in the show notes because yeah, it was it was very fun. I yeah, I so I'm usually looking for costumes where I can like make a small element and then add yeah. it, you know, to other clothes. Like like I also went as a rain cloud one time. Cute. And I basically stitched fiber fill to my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, I th- I was like wearing dark gray. So I had fiber fill on the shoulders. And then I carried a spritzer bottle with ah! me. <laughs> so if people asked me what I was, they found I out. Love that. It's a little bit mean. but There was one yeah. year, I just remembered, <laughs> this wasn't even on my list, but there was one year I went as like the sky or clouds because um, I was at my parents' house in Fargo for Halloween, and I was like, heck yes, I'm not in the city, and kids actually actually trick-or-treat because my parents have a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I have these pajamas because, you know, North Dakota's freezing a lot, in case nobody ever knew that about North Dakota. Yeah, don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose a lot of people know about that. Anyway, aren't you glad I don't talk that way, guys? <laughs> Because you'd have to listen to it on this podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I assume that if you're around your parents long enough yeah. in the same way that if I'm around my parents long enough, we go full Midwest. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, and, yeah, people should know that we aren't making fun of these accents. I had we the, have them. Yeah, I grew up, I grew up speaking that way. <laughs> like, we, we grew up with them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I'm going to have to, like, try to talk normal. Get, get your vowels back. <laughs> get my back. tongue realigned. Sorry. Huge digression mm-hmm. there. Um, oh, man. <laughs> but, but I was home, and so I always keep these this one pair of pajamas at my parents' house that my mom sewed for me, and it's just polar fleece in a, like, pastel cloud print, and they're huge. They look kind of like scrubs that are long-sleeved, mm-hmm. and they're polar fleece, so I can wear long underwear under them. Nice. <laughs> and so I was home, and I was like, ooh, I gotta wear a costume for handing out candy. And so I went into my mom's craft stash, craft stash, which brought back so many fun memories of learning to craft as a kid, or like just mm. pillaging that thing every time I had a crazy idea. Um, and I made myself a little wig out of um, like elastic from a like that you'd use for a waistband, and then I sewed a whole bunch of fiber fill to it and made like a little cloud fro. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was a fun <laughs> costume. Anyway, that's adorable. I forgot about that one. That's a, hmm. I like that. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. So apparently Molly and I both have a fantastic Mr. Fox related <laughs> costume that we have made. Um, mine was a mask, like a felt mask that I made and I just threw on a, a print dress. I was Mrs. Fox and my husband went as Mr. Fox. But I'm especially proud of this particular mask because it looked pretty good. Like, it was clearly a fox, but also built into the mask were holes so I could put my glasses on through the mask. That's smart. And that's what held the mask in place. So smart. Um, So smart, yeah. So I could wear my glasses over the mask and it was all part of this whole look and so everything about it fit. So it wasn't like trying to put my glasses on under the mask or over the mask. And so, I mean, as you guys, I'm sure, have experienced, sewing at least details and like fine points and even thin areas of layered felt with a sewing machine is a bit of a pain. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not like yeah. a beginner skill, right? 
You, you'd think that sewing felt should be a beginner skill, but it is not. It, no. It takes oh, no. finesse. No. Yeah. Because it, it's a sewing machine tension issue. Yeah. Uh, and so I decided, because I knew it was going to be such a pain in the butt to sew, that I wasn't making Jeremy's mask. That Jeremy was going to learn how to use the sewing <laughs> machine and make his own mask. And so I was all ready, like I saunter over to the sewing machine and get it ready, and I am ready to amaze him with my mad skill and then watch him screw up a bunch of times and feel all good about fixing it. Like I'm, I'm ready to have that experience. He sits down at my sewing machine with zero instructions, like he'd never encountered this machine before. He had not sewn, as far as I know, uh, before. He could have a secret life. He sits down, takes a look (laughs) at the machine, like, settles in the chair. I see him put the presser foot down, like, line everything up. And he whips up that mask with all of the tiny, fussy felt details in, like, 15 minutes. Did he sew curved lines? Yeah. What a jerk. So curved lines <laughs> and like thin felt details with like a sixteenth of an inch edge to them. He- like wait, I has he scroll sawed before? Yes. His dad's a violin maker. There you go. That's what All it right. is. And and so that I'm sure is how that those machines aren't very different, yeah. and that's exactly, exactly where I was headed. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to, I just wasn't so... Oh, no, no, I mean, I, I'm glad that you went there as well, because <laughs> I was thinking, could that really be... But I, it was, like, it probably took me an hour and a half to do mine, <laughs> and mine had a little bit more detail, mine had, like, eyelashes and things like that, like, it was... I ladied it up a bit. But he made that thing so quickly, and the sewing was so beautiful, and the tension was perfect, and the curves were just gorgeous, and everything, like, the points were sharp, and I was baffled. Son of a gun. Right? And, I mean, we have a long history of doing, like, costumes where he has been creatively involved like we were old school american apparel ads once which i will it's hard ish to explain but really clear once you see it so i'll i'll put all of this stuff in the show notes yeah. but it that one just sort of was mind-blowing in my expectations not being at all what happened and the costumes were cute too but the <laughs> the making process was what Really made that my, my fantastic Mr. Fox was uh, not not nearly as as detailed as yours. I remember seeing pictures of yours, um, and I know you've shared the link to this recently, but I haven't clicked on it now because I still remember it, and I was so impressed with it. And I'm trying to remember yeah. if I did my fantastic Mr. Fox before, after, or the same year as yours, and I can't remember what year mine was, so I'm going to have to find out. If I was inspired by you 
I wonder if it was the same year. It could be. Since I think it was the year, like the Halloween after it, the movie had yeah. come out. Mm-hmm. Like it was the most recent Wes Anderson. Yeah. So mine, I just made little fox ears on a headband and then I did, I did makeup Aww. and I wore like a, a jacket and a tie um, and apparently I have a thing with dressing up as male characters for Halloween. I'm just realizing because I have a lumberjack and a oh, me too. fox. Anyway, uh, so Heidi, I mean... Halloween costume. What you got for us next? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, there was, there's a couple times that I've gone as things from nature. Um, I've done a very easy dandelion costume that I first came up with in college. I, that one's cute. Thanks. Yeah, I finally did a blog post on it. It's another easy one. I just wore, like, uh, green tights, a green, like, tank dress. Um, and I had a, I have a green blazer that I wear with it as well because Midwest and winter. Um, and I'm very blonde. And especially when I still had a pixie cut, I would, like, muss my hair all up. Like, real, like just basically hang my head upside down and blow dry it and then toss in some hairspray. Um, and then wear a lot of um, yellow and green... Um, eyeshadow and then to flesh out the dandelion part i had a yellow feather boa that i just wrapped around it was actually two boas and then i had this huge kind of feather cowl plus my whole blonde head and then just green from the neck down super easy and you can make it in genuinely almost no time um Very that's cute. a really fun really one cute. and it's really I comfy i think i put it on craft when oh i think you did back in the day yeah it was it's one of my my favorite adorable costumes <laughs> I, I tend to really like adorable costumes, even though, like, I've had people, like, drunkenly tell me at parties that, like, cute costumes are for kids. And I'm like, well, I made this and I don't think you have any making skills, so goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's sad. People should not. No, you should get to wear exactly what you want yeah. to if you're going to yeah. dress up. Yeah. And then the other the other nature costume that I've done a tutorial for was um, a faux bois or fake wood print um sweatsuit that I did with resist dyeing so like I drew the wood grain pattern all over white sweats with glue like with tacky glue you let yeah. it dry completely and then you dye it with just like brown writ dye and the glue dissolves and where the glue is doesn't get dyed or doesn't get at least get it dyed as darkly as the brown part and so cool. it's this really cool like wood print sweatshirt um, and then I just like did Lost Boys like makeup with just smudgy eyeshadow all over my face, and I had some fake leaves wrapped around. That's and that fun. was fun because it was also warm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, that's cool. I, and I like the dyeing technique too. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. You guys have these really great creative costumes. I feel kind of like, yeah, well, so I nah. threw together some of this and that, and <laughs> but no, I now I want to try that that technique with the glue. Yeah, it takes a while. It takes a while, but it's fun. I'm thinking uh, like a spiral galaxy or an Oort cloud. Yeah. And then you could incorporate like glitter glue afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Well, for stars. Get that that, that terrible, terrible devil spawn of a craft (laughs) product away. Well, the glitter would be contained in the glue. But it um, never stays in the glue. You know, <laughs> I I was going to save this for another episode, but let me tell you a little glitter glue story real quick, and then we are going to move on. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, please, please so, do. I'm already, I already have hives just thinking about glitter. Sorry. So, <laughs> so some time ago, uh, I, I can't remember, someone in my family, it, it wasn't me, I do know it wasn't me, but someone in my family was using glitter glue in the kitchen, and the bottle, like, spray it like spurted it like you know how like when the it, the nozzle of glue gets clogged well rather than unclogging it someone just oh, squeezed no. and so <laughs> glitter glue hit like all over in the kitchen and there are still places no. where i cannot get the glitter glue off the cabinets it's just there like there's because it's like beadboard <laughs> so every once in a while you'll isn't walk that by stuff, like water soluble it yeah it's just because the glitter just is stuck and it's in like the beadboard uh grooves in the cabinet so every once in a while you walk uh, by oh, and it it's just like twinkles. a porous uh. <laughs> yes <laughs> that's <never> terrifying <laughs> yeah that that's really really funny yeah, yeah. it's good <laughs> it's good oh boy oh so at that point, <laughs> do we want to take a do we want to take a short break here, ladies? Yeah, all that right. Sounds good. Yeah. So we're gonna pause here and say a little thank you to our sponsors for this episode, um, Barocco Yarns. Thank you. Yeah, Barocco. Barocco Yarns are known for their quality and affordability, and at its heart, Barocco is a design company that makes yarn, and it shows in the beautiful knitting and crochet patterns and pattern books. Find out more at barocco.com. Thank you so much for being Ooh. our sponsors. You guys are great. So, shall we jump in once again? So, in addition to Halloween costumes, I have another creepy thing happening in my apartment right now, and it's not a ghost cast. <laughs> so, I have a... A sort of weird problem right now that is mysteriously reproducing craft supplies. <laughs> and I just discovered it this morning. <laughs> it's it's like an infestation only of useful things. Oh. And not M-O-T-H-S. <laughs> oh, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> I, I need a moment to recover. Okay, so... <laughs> So I was in one of the drawers in my studio looking, I don't even remember what I was looking for. I think I was looking for embroidery floss when I found a big full bag of like additional skeins of embroidery floss that I didn't even know I had. Like I have... I have at least three separate bags that I'm aware of that are organized in different ways for for different things, and also multiple floss boxes with floss on bobbins and such. And I had recently been going through all the floss that I had because I was looking for certain colors to use on the projects that I'm working on right now. I swear I went through every drawer. <laughs> And yet, today, I pulled out a bag the size of my head <laughs> filled with skeins of embroidery floss that I didn't even know existed, definitely containing some of the colors that I then made a special order from crossstitch.com or whatever the, uh, whatever the online crossstitch store is. <laughs> um, I, I made a, a special... 
special order because I couldn't find them at Michael's. I, I don't know what happened. And in that same drawer, I also discovered a stack of rotary cutters. Wait, rotary cutters like, or rotary cutter blades? No, rotary cutters. With handles. <laughs> With handle. Oh. The handle. I mean, they also have the blades in yeah. them. But, and we're talking like the, like the big, like 45 millimeter or whatever, like, and I, I have like my rotary cutter on my scissor wall. (laughs) Yes, scissor wall. Um, So, and and I knew, I, I know that I have one additional one because the fancy blue rotary cutter replaced the, like, regular yellow Ulfa rotary cutter that I had previously had. So I'm aware of two. I have no idea where all of these rotary cutters came from. There's, like, four or five just chilling. Are they in packages still? No. No, no, they're they're just hanging out in that drawer. So you didn't, like... I feel like I end up with extra supplies when, like, a company that is working with bloggers or craft designers, like, sends me, like, everything they've ever made all at once, as if I need that many. Which must be what happened. (laughs) I mean, that that must have been what happened, and I just don't remember. Mm -hmm. But that's not as exciting. No. And it's Halloween. But there's there's more. There's one more thing. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Also involved in somewhat creepy reproduction of things. <laughs> so I, I have a lot of scissors. But I found a bag, another bag, because apparently bags are the issue here, <laughs> filled with fabric scissors. Like Westcott fabric scissors. <laughs> I, huh. I, I'm aware of, like, I teach classes sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, my bag of of teaching-related supplies, and there are a good stack of scissors in there, but there aren't, like, 25 pairs. <laughs> <laughs> and I love scissors. I collect scissors. People buy me scissors. Like, it's a thing. There is no way. And they all have pink handles. Oh, so oh. I definitely didn't buy them. But that's what that brand does, right? They do all, like, pink and purple? Uh, I mean, for it depends. Okay. Um, I did I did a bunch of work for them. So yeah. I actually was at some point provided with their entire line yeah. because I I wrote about it on Craft Test yeah. Dummies when, um, when I wrote on Craft Test Dummies. And so these were not those. Okay. Those were then, you know, given to friends, like people who needed craft scissors. Yeah, yeah. So I have no idea where this giant bag of perfectly fine, not but not top of the line scissors came from either. So that was a mystery. I just kept finding. The only reason I stopped looking was because we had to record the podcast. (laughs) So for all I know, every craft supply in my studio is reproducing like that. I have no idea. <laughs> I what instantly came to mind is uh do you have you have either of you either read or watched 
Roald Dahl's um, Tales of the Unexpected? It's been a hot no. minute. Okay. <laughs> it's I, I, I always enjoy them. They were, you know, just slightly creepy stories. And there was always some little unexpected element where all of a sudden you go, what? I didn't see that coming. And rarely was it like nasty, gross, weird, creepy. It was exactly. It was Roald Dahl's uh, brand of creepy. And I feel like this, you could have like, crafty tales of the unexpected that would uh, yeah. that would happen now in your craft studio. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. It's just weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, thank you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, so, yeah. So that that's weird. First we had ghost cats rolling around the studio <laughs> last time, and, and now I have mysteriously reproducing supplies. It's I mean, almost like it's almost like a trick-or-treat. For craft supplies. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe the universe would just like me to hand out scissors. <laughs> so bad. Wait, no, never mind. No, nope. never mind. No, I was thinking it would back. be like a treat for you. It would less so for others, probably. But you know, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, so not giving the neighborhood kids weapons. Check. <laughs> I mean, Brooklyn. yeah. <laughs> right. Which is why we're not exactly doing that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so 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 that is my current creepy. What? Uh, <laughs> how about you, Heidi? What weird things going on in your life? Well, <laughs> she, she's holding up a pom pom in front of her nose right now and just sort of smiling. Mm-hmm. So, um, go on. There's your answer. Um, <laughs> So when we record this podcast, first of all, I have this thing that I call my anxiety pom-pom because it's quiet and I can just fidget with it, but it makes no noise. So that's why I'm holding a red pom-pom. But it's a real nice segue for the next uh, product of my internal madness that is also Halloween related. Um, and that is this costume I'm working on that poor Haley and Molly have had to listen to me um, talk about for a couple months now. Um This year, I'm going to attempt, I'm in the process of attempting, to go as a giant pom-pom. So... Like a yarn pom-pom. Yes. Yes. As you do. Like on top of your stocking hat. Yeah. Except it would be my whole body is the (laughs) 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 pom-pom. As if I don't have... really heavy. As if I don't have so much other work and deadlines going on that, like, actually is, like, paying my bills. <laughs> um, and this listeners could pay of your this, bills. You don't know. I doubt it. I have a question. Yes. <laughs> so many questions. So, I understand how it should look. Like, I, I, I can imagine you as a pom-pom. Great. But how does how does the physics of that work? How do you get the yarn to stick out far enough from your body without going? Well, and by I mean lip, um, because <laughs> you guys can't see the arm motion, right? Well, listeners of this podcast might recall, maybe, that uh, I am obsessed with latch hook. And yeah, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever heard that before. Honey. Never. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, news, it's to us. news to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have constructed a dome out of rug canvas. So that's the like oh. semi-flexible grid you make. Lots of projects with. I've constructed a dome using that and fishing line. I modeled it on. You are brilliant. I modeled it on the construction of a beach ball. Actually, I was gonna do a ge- geodesic dome <gasps> at first, and then I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so many seams! Absolutely oh not!" <laughs> and also, like trying to like, I'm so used to designing in primarily two dimensions, and even when even for like sweater construction and design, it's a lot different than trying to construct a sphere out of right. a semi rigid yeah. material like rug canvas. Um, so as of this recording, um, Halloween is like six weeks away <laughs> and I have two uh-huh. half spheres <laughs> constructed of this latch hook material and I okay. started with, I started with six pounds of yarn. Which is not an insignificant <laughs> amount of yarn. And, um. For, for people who do not understand. It's. Like yarn is yeah. generally weighed in like. Uh, grams, grams and ounces, ounces yeah. Like. And, like, a lot of skeins are, like, 100 grams and 3.5 ounces, generally. Yeah. But we're talking pounds. Okay. And yeah. Um, yes. as of last night at midnight... I'm, I'm now picturing uh, it in skeins. <laughs> yeah. And these are... And I'm using Lion brand. I think they call it Pound of okay. Love. Uh, yeah. And I've gone through one pound of yarn of my six pounds, and I haven't quite finished the first of six panels for this costume. So, oh, am I okay. a psychopath? Well, yes. Uh, I like that about you. <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible and glorious it idea. It is so dumb. And I cannot wait to see it. Um, yeah, right yeah. now, the first panel's done, and it just kind of it just kind of makes me look like a really pregnant, like, Care Bear stomach. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. And also alternative, if you don't end up finishing the thing, just slap some ears on and you are good yeah. to go. Um, there you go. Yeah, the, I think the hardest thing will be figuring out how to attach it to my body. Um, I think it's going to be kind of like a turtle shell situation because um, I, yeah. I have to be able to walk and like go to the bathroom at some point in theory. Ooh, you could use um, like fish... Like aquarium air hose tubing to make, uh, make a structure to put these panels on that you could then slip on or mm-hmm. slip off because that actually maintains. You could also use like plastic tubing from the hardware store, which is a little more rigid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to figure out also how to make it stay spherical at its widest point, because I'm trying to keep in mind that a pom-pom, when you construct it, it's just strips of yarn tied really tightly at the center, and they come straight out, like a, they're all a radius point from the center, but I have to be a human yeah. inside of it. So, Wooden dowels attached to a belt that then hook into, um, <laughs> like, say, half-inch plastic tubing. I was actually thinking about just stuffing it with really strong balloons. Okay, or that. Okay. <laughs> I am not... Because that's that's way less complicated. I mean, also fiber fill. Yeah. Yeah, something... Because yeah. I want to not... I feel like dowels sound like... Like a, a belt of dowels sounds like a medieval device. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a... 
Like, you wouldn't want to take it on the subway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Or maybe you do. Maybe it becomes Ooh. a whole, like, protective situation. <laughs> you should look at paneers and see how they were constructed. Like, hmm. uh, Regency, or no, 17th century, is it? Um, paneers? Like, the... The ridiculous um, dress form structures. Yeah. Ooh, or a crinoline. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm. an actual crinoline tutu underneath there would probably that really would probably work. work. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> we'll oh see. I'm definitely in the early stages of this absolute journey. Um, wish me luck, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I so clearly want to come over and play yeah. and, and, and make and help make the structure. Yeah. Oh, and P.S. My plan um, is to teach my husband how to latch hook and make him help me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, a good plan. yes. Or you could always get the dogs involved. <laughs> they just lay on it, probably, because right now it's just like just a comfy see, bath like, mat. Yeah, it's duct taped <laughs> to a tail. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Like, wag, wag, wag. I think... Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, so that's not. that's more than a little bit of a window into my madness. Uh, how about something that's less crazy and weird, Molly, to talk about? <laughs> I don't know if it's less crazy or weird, oh, but... I'm uh, so excited about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I think this is probably maybe less crafty, although not really. Um, we've discussed our crafty dads before. Mm-hmm. Crafty right. dads. Who, uh, <laughs> crafty dads. <laughs> but my dad is like, I, we consider him the king of pumpkin carving around here. And I think that pumpkin carving, I mean, pumpkin decorating as well. You know, you can do the whole like paint and extra items. And I mean, there's amazing things, right? How many different pumpkin decorating tutorials are there out there for different kinds of things. One million thirty seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but my dad is, he's not big into My dad is an artist and was an art education major. He's actually, as I speak right now, he's teaching an art class, I think. But uh, he he's not big into the templates and following all of those tutorials. I remember a few times growing up where my dad would pull out a permanent marker and like mark the pumpkin to get it ready to to carve. But yeah. most of the time he just freehands it. <clears throat> he just dives right in, starts carving that pumpkin and the result is something either super cute, like he makes the cutest classic pumpkin faces or something very elaborate <laughs> like he just freehand cuts a haunted house with oh a little pumpkin in the front and then a ghost coming out of it and <laughs> you go what how what just happened there I mean, there's a lot of wow. things that i feel comfortable freehanding but carving a pumpkin is not one of them and he just he just goes with it <laughs> i love it that's awesome i mean i wish i my anxiety were that low <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's a big part of it, right? He just, he doesn't worry about it. He just does it. Yeah. I mean, the worst that's going to happen is that pumpkin will look slightly funny and no one will care. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and he's huh, done. that's cool. 
Yeah, like, you know, the the character faces that you sometimes will see templates for? He doesn't use the templates. He did, like, a Jack Skellington one year. He did, I think he, he's done Burton Ernie. Mm -hmm. He's done, I think in that one he, like, actually carved out a place to insert, like, a piece of mulch or something for a Burt eyebrow. (laughs) Yeah. That's adorable. (laughs) And I think he may have done some Monsters, Inc. ones as well. Trying to remember if he ever needs, but yeah, if he ever needs somebody to latch hook him a unibrow, let me know. <laughs> that would be pretty great. <laughs> Bringing it back to latch hook every time. I just like <laughs> that as an idea, like floating in the universe. If, if he ever needs someone to latch hook him, a unibrow, <laughs> let me know. Like as an offer. That's I, I will pass that along to him. I'm sure no. he will enjoy that. But now I suddenly. Circling back, because, you know, you've seen where people do, like, the embroidered pumpkins, where you drill through. Usually it's with the plastic pumpkins, obviously, but you could do it with a real pumpkin. But where you drill holes so that you can stitch through it. I want to know what would be involved with latch hooking on a pumpkin. I was just thinking about that inside my crazy head. Um, I feel like you would have to do the method where you don't use a latch hook tool, where you sew... Right. And then you trim the loops right. because a pumpkin is not supposed to be that flexible yeah. unless it's about to go bad. And then why waste your time? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, you could but I'm thinking put latch hook, you could cover it like fringe, mount basically. latch hook fabric on it. Yeah. I think that's cheating. I don't know. <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> Molly doesn't want me to break them. That's right. There are rules for latch hooking a pumpkin, clearly. <laughs> Molly won't allow it. <laughs> the latchkin. Latchkin. We take these things very seriously. I mean, it's true. It's true. My very yeah. serious crafter card is going to be revoked if I'm not careful. Yeah, gosh. How dare you talk about applicating yeah. latch hook onto a pumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> guys i totally i totally want to try it though now yeah i also i still wait, have wait not you just told me i couldn't break that rule but you no no no, no. i want to she wants I to do it the right it, way like, Haley. she wants to do it the, the right, right way, way. exactly <laughs> i see Gosh. i see you go ahead and let took that unibrow into that pumpkin <laughs> oh boy Sometime I'll also have yeah. to talk about the other crazy latch hook project I want to embark on, which is latch hook yarn bombing. Because there's a there's this like <gasps> grate, there's this yeah. like abandoned building. It's like where people used to pay to park in a parking lot near my house, and uh-huh. all of the windows are covered in like a, like a metal grate kind of, like like what you would see on the top of like a metal patio table. And yes. it has no flexibility, so I'd have to oh, do the, yeah. like, sewing method. But I'm tempted to just, like, walk the few blocks and just, like, go to town on that thing. And so the entire thing would be covered in yarn. And also there's a little bit of an awning over it, so it might not get, like, disgusting and mildewy the first time it rains. I'm insane! I, like I, like I mean, it. also use acrylic, and then it won't get disgusting very quickly anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm insane! Oh. I like it. I could see it also looking really cool with, like, seriously bulky gauge yarn. Yeah. Like, some really interesting texture. Yeah. So, this podcast is just going to be me, like, 
inserting these like bouts of latch hook obsession. <laughs> I mean, you do realize that if you get arrested for this, <laughs> it's going to be incredibly hard to deny. Yeah. Well, and that's true. I was and I was at a restaurant the other day, and someone came up to me and was like, "I follow you on Instagram. You're the one who latch hooks, right?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." As you pull out your tool. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> right. um, Adult um, Halloween costume. It's not what I meant. Your latch hooking tool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I meant latch. It, there was context. Yes. Oh, we knew. We dear. knew what you meant. Oh, my goodness. I mean, at least we're not stroking the craft supplies. Right. Molly. That's right. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't, I have nothing to say. Uh-huh. Well, but speaking of beautiful yarn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, speaking of beautiful yarn, I think it's time for us to wrap it up and uh, send some love to our sponsor once again. Thank you to our sponsor, Barocco Yarn, maker of beautiful yarn that you, I, you might want to stroke. I'm just saying. <laughs> In the best sense. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, it's true. It's good yarn, so, fam. Visit barocco.com. <laughs> That's B E R R O C O.com to find beautiful yarn, patterns, inspiration, and more. And if you would like to sponsor the Very Serious Crafts podcast, or if you know someone that might be interested in sponsoring us, visit veryseriouscrafts.com and click sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yes, and also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and join our Facebook group and all of the things. Mm -hmm. If you just search Serious Crafts, you will find us on most things. Yeah, and definitely. And please, yeah, I was going to say, please share share your Serious Crafts with us. Yes, please do. And we we want to hear all about and it. And especially Halloween costumes, Halloween costume stories. Our Instagram is going to be full of our own pictures of all these costumes and more that we didn't even get to. Um, so you guys can all True. see truly the level of our Halloween costume madness as adult women <laughs> in our 30s. <laughs> We're very awesome. serious about Halloween. Yes. Yes. As you should. And I cannot wait to start talking about Christmas, (laughs) y'all. I've got a glitter story to tell you about Christmas when we get there. Yes! All right. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Yeah. We'll start the planning now. Exactly. And on that note, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess we should probably get going. Absolutely. Yeah. Bye, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend who's as serious about crafts as we are. Thanks!